Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. I'm going, going back, back to Cali, Cali. I'm going, going back, back to Cali, Cali, Cali. Uh, I'm going, going back, back to Cali, Cali. I'm going, going back, back to Cali, Cali. And so, too, are your Edmonton Oilers not down two games, but thanks to, as I called it last night on Twitter, some intestinal fortitude. It was gut check time there in that second intermission. They answered the bell, and now they'll take a split down to the City of Angels against a team, Mr. Cam Moon, that I I think I could sufficely say has become, if not for Calgary, their top rival in the NHL over the last couple of years. You've got to love a playoff series to bring out a rivalry and to do it two years in a row. Mm-hmm. It just it amplifies everything. It makes it a lot of fun. I I just you get that little bit after the whistle, little shot in the face or whatever, maybe a little stick in the back of the legs as the puck moves up the ice. Whatever it takes. It's been fun. It's been fun. It sure has. And I'll tell you what, uh, it it is Brendan Escott. Cam Moon here, as you figured out, and that is because the Oilers are airborne soon. We'll check in with Bob shortly, uh, but it is uh, the split now between games two and three. They will swing down to the West Coast. And uh, coming off a 4-2 win last night, uh, a game in which they dominated the first frame. I mean, 18 minutes out of the gate, they did not allow Los Angeles a shot on goals so they they looked at themselves in the mirror cam i would suggest after that game one loss and you had to have liked what you saw at least out of the gate and then maybe the seeds of doubt crept in again but the difference last night was they were mature enough not to squander it away yeah and the uh, maybe the intermission came at the right time you know what i mean after 40 minutes yeah. where the team could reset and they did and and were ready to go in the third and it would have been easy to see it unravel with the way Los Angeles crawled back into it in the second period. And then that, that late goal in the second, which was a bit of a tough goal to give up. Uh, and then Los Angeles had momentum. But, yeah, I'll give the Oilers credit to reset after 40. Uh, that first period was it was it was territorial domination. But... It was still only two nothing after the first period, and uh, you know Jonas Corposalo made some stops as you'd expect, and that's what he does. But from you know until two minutes left in the period, and Los Angeles hasn't uh, got anything going towards Stuart Skinner. I actually I kind of felt for, and this is the the goalie nerd in me too. That I kind of felt for Stuart Skinner going that long into a game in which you're down one nothing in the series. And you haven't had a shot yet. Mm-hmm. To to manage that within your own head <laughs> would have been a challenge. But he's very good at that kind of stuff. Oh, certainly. He he is as cerebral a hockey player yeah. as I've encountered. And I haven't been in the industry all that long. But he's 24 years old. And if you didn't know that, you wouldn't know that at yeah. all. He is as composed as they come. Anyway, this is Oilers Now. It's brought to you, as always, by World of Spas. Aching after a long day, World of Spas offers tubs designed with your relief in mind. Rest, recover, 
relax with World of Spas, Alberta's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. Visit worldofspas.com. we got lots of time for you in hour number two of the show to voice your opinion. Are you concerned by what you saw? Are you confident in the way that Edmonton was able to sort of stem the tides and still come out on the winning end of that decision last night? What else is on your mind? You can let us know. 780-496-0063 is the Ashley Fine Floors text line as well as the River Creek Resort Casino hotline. But I want to get into the audio vault early here because we're going to have Bob check in in a few minutes. So let's get to that audio vault brought to you by Direct Workwear, specialized to work with your business. Outfit your crew from head to toe in Edmonton and Fort McMurray. It's Jack Michaels on the call. This playoff run in the Oilers radio network. Game two of the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs of the LA Kings leading one game to none is ready from Rogers Place where the Edmonton Oilers haven't lost back-to-back games since the end of February. Arvidsson tugged it free, stolen away by Connor McDavid. And right on cue, it's two-on-one with Evander Kane who breaks in on Corpusalo, shoots and was denied. Building speed is Drysaddle, streaking in, cuts to his left, shoots, and that's fine. Rebound score, Derek Ryan. Edmonton takes the one nothing lead. And this crowd energized early. The time, 2-34. Ryan from Dreisaitl. I liked our game 5-on-5 five five in game one, and we talked about continuing that. And uh, we want to get it in early, get on the forecheck, establish some ozone time, and I thought we did that. McDavid, cross ice, one-timer score. What a pass. Dreisaitl the finish. He's got three in the series, and Edmonton extends to a 2-0 lead. In front, a backhander to save. Rebound score. Philip Deneau and L.A. right back in the game. A second effort, able to squeeze it through Stuart Skinner. And it's 2-1. Philip Deneau with his first of the series and sixth of his playoff career. Dave Velarde driving to the net. Stick handled it, tucked it across the line. Short side on Stuart Skinner and Gabe Velarde. Velarde returning to action for L.A. after missing the last nine games of the regular season and the playoff opener, and suddenly we are tied. Two all in game two. Vincent Dernay has got to get the puck up quicker, and he turned it over in a quick transition. He was in chase mode on a great net drive by Velarde, and he jams one short side on Skinner, who will tell you all day that he's got to keep his right pad on that post. It was a little bit of a lucky bounce, I would say, but at the same time, uh, he got me to bite on his forehand, went back to the backhand, and I didn't have a lot of time to put my toe bridge on the post. But either way, um, i got to put my foot down, uh, kind of get the blade a little bit farther down, and then hopefully that prevents the, the goal. Here's a steal by Costa in the neutral zone. Rich shot, score! Beat Corpusalo, low glove, and Cleve Costin, who has delivered effective minutes whenever called upon, has regained the lead for Edmonton. Well, Clint Koss is a guy when he shoots the puck, Jack. He's got a heavy shot. He thought through, shot through the screen there. Jersey to Drew Doughty, top of the left circle. Kings trying to tie. Rich on save. Skinner. Rebound. Kane. The net is empty. Tries out on a Kane. He will score. Edmonton is going to tie this series. 4-2 with 22 seconds to go. We'll break it 
it down in a little more detail when Bob joins us in a moment, Cam, but just, uh, you know, the energy of the building, the way that that Edmonton was able to effectively win the penalty or the special teams battle, I should say, go three for three on the penalty kill. They get a power play goal there. And, uh, you know, it looked like an Oilers win in the end. Yes. You don't like being shorthanded four times and six times in game one. Mm -hmm. You don't like it. But they were able to kill it and didn't take a penalty in the third period, which I thought was key. Uh, and that pass by Connor McDavid on the power play to Leon Dreisaitl for that one-timer. That was a heater of a pass. Yeah. And then <laughs> Dreisaitl's ability to one-time uh, a puck that comes across the ice at that rate of speed and at the angle he's at and to hit the net way more often than he doesn't, that blows my mind. It's it's an amazing skill. It's not an easy thing to do. And the key to me on the Clem Costin goal was it, he's got a good shot, but to use the defense as a screen and just get it past him. For the goaltender, that's tough to pick up. And if it's a hard shot like it was and and he was able to go uh, you know low just inside the post, but to get it by the defender like that very difficult to pick up. So I thought it was a heads-up play by Costin because I don't know that he had much else as far as options at that point. And to throw that on net and get it by the defender gives you it gives you a chance. And maybe if you don't score, you don't you maybe you get a rebound because it's difficult for the goalie to pick up. Here's what Costin had to say about that goal as we remain inside the direct workwear audio vault. Like first of all, I was just like looking for Leo actually. I was just trying to give the puck in his hands. I trust him more than myself. But I just like I saw like three guys around me and I have nothing to do. I just like shoot the puck and then he went in. I trust Leon passing more than myself, too. I mean, sure. I trust Leon doing most things more than myself. Uh, Woodcroft talking post-game about Clem Costin, who stepped up. He's been a good player through both games. Big, physical. Um, he works his butt off on the forecheck and on the track. Um, and that goal, you know, you've seen it all year. He has a very, very good shot. And he's not afraid to shoot through people. Tonight he did and found found a spot, and you know I think um, helped our team settle in. What I love most about him, and I think what we all love most about Costin, is he's just wowed by the marketplace that he's playing in right now. He loves it. He was smirking the whole time. The fans were outside the Hall of Fame room cheering for him there. And he talked to, again, or, or tried to anyway, about his experience playing in front of this group. It's just insane. I have nothing to say. Just, uh, it's hard to explain. It's really special to play here, to uh, play in front of the, those guys, the fans. Just insane. And I'll tell you what, they, they've needed some depth scoring, obviously, because you have to tip your cap to the job. As difficult as it may be to fill up the no, shutting down Connor McDavid to this part in the series or to this point. Dreisaitl has stepped up, certainly, and so has some of the surrounding cast. And Dreisaitl was talking about uh, the depth scoring. I think you need that. You know, you, 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 you're not going to win 16 games 
by your top two lines scoring every goal and doing everything you, you need you need guys like Klimmer you need guys like Derek Ryan that are going to chip in every once in a while um, and I think all year we've been really really lucky at finding those guys and having those guys on our team so um, yeah great great job by Klimmer Rhino um, you know everyone everyone around there's one more thing I want to get to here, Cam. I mentioned the gut check in that period. I mean, that would have been that is a game that a younger version of the Oilers would have lost. Even probably two years ago, I think that team would have lost that game. But not this year's team. You know, there's there's an ability and a maturity, and and it sounded like while of course the fans are holding their hand over the panic button, nobody in that room was during the second intermission. This is Drysital. You're just trying to um, understand understand that this is going to happen right we, we, we don't want it to happen every game but these situations happen in playoffs uh, the momentum swings seem to be a lot bigger a lot more dramatic and up and down than, than in regular season so um, again you know there's it's fine it happens uh, you know you, you're gonna you're gonna give up some goals give up some chances but uh, you know get back out there and, and, and get back on our game get back to our game and, and do it the right way all right, there's Leon Dreisaitl. So let's step out here quickly on Oilers Now. We'll bring it back with the regular host of this program, who I believe is en route to YEG as we speak. Oilers heading down to Los Angeles for games three and four. You've got Brendan Escott and Cam Moon with you this afternoon on Oilers Now. You've got Brendan Escott here and Cam Moon. And for the next handful of minutes... The regular host of the show, Bob Stoffer, joining us on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. Bob, how's it going? Are you on route to the airport right now? Uh, in eight minutes after this interview, yes, I'll be making our way out there. So that's all I'm going to say. I can't tell you what time we're going to leave because <laughs> our security guy will get upset with me. Yeah, we don't need a mob of your fans greeting the Oilers at the airport. <laughs> Uh, well, I'll tell you what, the fans in this city uh, obviously leaving the building happy last night, but holding their breath through the end of that second period. Just give me your overall assessment of a game that sort of mirrored game one, and ultimately Edmonton was mature enough, as I've labeled it, to take down a win. Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, the Oilers do have great fans, and the energy in the building right off the get-go, and I think it's played a factor, and Edmonton starts each of the first two games. You know, they're behind the team. I think the fans here... They're knowledgeable. I mean, we do a two-hour show, three hours in the playoffs, that's basically dedicated to the Edmonton owners because there's an interest in the market for that. You know, it's, I mean, I don't have to educate you or Cam on that. We're we're lucky to do what we do, and it's partially a reflection. You know, we're here because of the players and, and the business side of it, but the reality is there's, you know, there's an attachment to the team, and, and I think that in the first two games at home, I think the Oilers have manifested some of that energy from the fan base uh, and the people that are in Rogers' place and, and for that matter, outside of Rogers' place. And LA has, I would say they've weathered the storm, except they've been behind 2 nothing in both games. So what happened, happened. I don't think Stuart Skinner would be happy with either of the two goals that were given up. Uh, I'd say the Oilers could have made a better defensive play, certainly in the first one. Uh, the second one, a bit of a, a tough break for, again, Vincent DeHarnay. Uh, but as you mentioned, uh, you know, sometimes you got to show a chin if you're going to become a champion. And after the way the game unfolded and unraveled for Edmonton game one of the series, I think yesterday the Oilers, you know, they showed that they can take a punch. And ironically, it was a guy who was not afraid to throw a punch that landed the bomb back the other way with the snipe from Clean Costin. And maybe a, 
an illustration of the improved depth that the Oilers have that they get goals from Derek Ryan and Clint Cost in that game on road to the victory. What'd you think, Bob, of the uh, eleven and seven with Matthias Janmark out of the lineup? So Philip Broberg comes in, but when it gets to the to the forwards, you can rotate either a Connor McDavid or a Leon Drysidle in with that that fourth winger pairing, and you can throw your your, your high high end guys out a little bit more. Well, and, and you know, Cam, you know this. I mean, LA they don't have Kevin Fiala. He, he basically, you know, had seventy two points in sixty nine games. But one of the things Todd McClellan did with Fiala is he killed the bottom pairing matchups because they played him as a third line left wing, and then he was the guy that drove that line. And I think what happens with McDavid and Drysaddle specifically when they're rotating through there is now you're changing the matchup, and the Oilers got to the pairing of Edler and Dursey. Like just think about that. Last year, Sean Dursey pretty much was in the first pairing on the right side with the injury to Drew Doughty. And he was in the third pairing last night, and the Oilers got him for three goals against. So, uh, and, and that happened in large part because of how the Oilers were able to control the matchup with the 11-7 and seven at home. So I love the 11-7, and seven, and I love it even more when you have two of the best players in the world on your team. We didn't really see any of, of Philip Broberg, so it's. I mean, you can see how small the bench has shrunk to. Uh, special teams was a battle that Edmonton won last night, and obviously that ended up being the difference in the game. Bob Penalty Kill goes three for three. Power play finds one with a beautiful Leon one-timer. So, uh, you know, you get that impact. But uh, I heard you say in the pregame show that you needed more out of a guy like Costin, and, and there you go. Last night you actually got it from the man you named. Well, yeah, I mean, I want him to shoot the puck because he's got a heavy shot. And I think you need scoring from guys like that. Let's not forget that, uh, you know, going back to 1984 when the Oilers won their first Stanley Cup, many people will tell you the most significant goal scored in Everton Oilers history was Kevin McClellan in the one nothing victory, you know, coming off the left side there in a bang-bang play down low and beating Billy Smith. Yeah, on route to, you know, getting the win in the island, and they get the split there, and then they come back and sweep New York in three straight at uh, it was then Northlands Coliseum. So you, you need support scoring. You're not always going to be able to, you know, last night, Leon outplayed their top guys. The night before, Kopitar, even though Leon played great, you know, Kopitar had a big game. So you're going to need some support. Just further to the special teams, Brennan, the LA Kings have had 10 power plays in this series. Okay, and the Oilers have had, uh, they had ten. They had, yeah, they had six and four. I think so, ten or or nine, whatever it is, nine or ten power plays. And Edmonton's only had the four power plays. And uh, I don't know what it is with Alex Iafalo. Apparently, he's the angelic Alex Iafalo because he slew footed Evander Kane in game one in a one goal game and didn't get a call. Last night he punched uh, Day Hernay in the face. Look, if you're going to call Day Hernay in overtime on a trip, but then you've got to turn around in a one-goal game when a guy punches a guy in the face. You've got to call that. And I'm, I'm a little bit... I, I, to me, the Marvels haven't even up in this series in terms of the calls. And that favors the LA Kings because of how lethal... Like the owners are two for four in the power play in the series. Like, they have not got... In my opinion, they have not got enough power play opportunities. And granted, they've earned some of their penalties, but I'm surprised at some of the non-calls. And... Anybody that doesn't think of fish, like that call in Edmonton put themselves in a bad spot to ultimately lose that game in overtime. But that, that call in overtime for me, I'm not sure that gets called if that's Drew Doughty. And I wonder, I'm going to be really, like the owners have been the aggressor to a certain extent. And I'm wondering whether or not Edmonton's being penalized for being the aggressor for the more physical team. You know, because LA's kind of sat back in the neutral zone, playing at 1 3 1. They've hit as the game wore on. I wonder how much of a different L.A. team we see tomorrow night. 
Yeah, it'll be interesting to follow, Bob, and enjoy the flight down there, and we'll uh, we'll check in uh, tomorrow, okay? Have a great show, guys. See you. Thanks, Bob. There's Bob Stoffer joining us on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. River Cree bringing the heat this summer with Alberta's newest and biggest outdoor music festival. July 7th, you can uh, listen to some party rock with Brett Michaels, Blue Oyster Cult, and Fog Hat. Yeah, I see Mooner's eyes bouncing out of his head right now. I'm getting fired up. <laughs> yeah, get, get your tickets at uh, rivercreeresort.com. Okay, time for the headlines. Evan Cook has those global news weather traffic up. Update on the other side. We'll talk Kings, Oilers, and what lies ahead in games three and four with friend of Cam Moon, now friend of the show, John Rosen.